Welcome to NVC Life. I'm Rochelle Lamb, veteran NVC trainer and relationship coach, helping listeners navigate interpersonal conflict and ground more deeply into relational living. Greetings, fellow humans. Before I start to speak about today's subject, which is on empathy, I would like to invite you to just take a moment to tune into what's going on inside of you. This is often a a busy time of year leading up to the holiday season, the winter solstice, uh, if you're in the northern hemisphere. And people are often so busy that they don't get that opportunity to just tune in to what's happening inside. So how are you feeling? Do you have any sadness, uh, joy, consternation, confusion, fear, loneliness? What's going on inside of you? Maybe you might want to take a deep breath. And just really tune into what's going on. So one of the reasons I'm asking you to do this, other than it's actually a really good idea to tune into yourself from time to time, is because today I'd like to talk about empathy. How empathy is understood in the nonviolent communication process. One of the things I came across as I was cleaning up my laptop a few days ago was a document that features some excerpts of Marshall Rosenberg's earlier writing. And this one comes from a book titled Mutual Education Toward Autonomy and Interdependence. This was written in 1972, published in 1973. And I don't believe it's available anywhere online, although I have found that it's in five different universities in the United States. So You could look it up and see if you can track it, but not available for purchase or as an ebook. And I wish it was. This comes from chapter three, and uh, the highlight here is receiving feelings and wants without distortion. I'm going to read what Marshall wrote, as well as some of the quotes that he included. I always find it interesting to look at what somebody whose work we really admire and respect, what they were doing earlier in their life or what they were thinking about, what they were wondering about researching in order to formulate what, in this case, what Marshall eventually did as a process titled Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life. It's always very informative to research that. I I encourage it for any teacher that you admire to find out what their road was before they produced the body of work that you have been drawn to. Okay, so here goes. Receiving feelings and wants without distortion. And Marshall here begins with a quote from Eric Fromm, 1968. In every fruitful dialogue, each participant must help the other to clarify his thoughts rather than to force him to defend formulations about which he may have his own doubts. Dialogue implies always mutual clarification and often even understanding the other better than one understands oneself. Again, Eric Fromm, 1968. The next line, which is an anonymous quote 
reads as follows. I know you believe you understood what you think I said, but I'm not sure you realize that what you heard is not what I meant. Now, this has to be familiar to most of you listening. No, I didn't mean that. I didn't say that. And then the other person, of course, argues that you did mean it and you did say it and you know how that goes. Okay, so back to what Marshall is saying. This quote of unknown origin was given to me by a teacher in a workshop I conducted. I liked how clearly it defined one of the primary problems of human understanding, that of thinking we understand another person when we may not. In this chapter, I will discuss ways of maximizing understanding of other people's messages. I will be talking about a particular type of understanding and understanding feelings and wants. The following passage describes what this understanding involves and also how autonomy and interdependence result when this understanding is present. Now, what I'm about to read to you, the passage that Marshall is referring to, is from Carl Rogers. And Carl Rogers was one of Marshall's teachers. Okay, so here we go. I like to be heard. A number of times in my life I have felt myself bursting with insoluble problems or going round and round in tormented circles or, during one period, overcome by feelings of worthlessness and despair. I think I've been more fortunate than most in finding these individuals who have been able to hear me and thus to rescue me from the chaos of my feelings. I've been able to find individuals who have been able to hear my meanings a little more deeply than I have known them. These individuals have heard me without judging me, diagnosing me, appraising me, evaluating me. They have just listened and clarified and responded to me at all the levels at which I was communicating. I can testify that when you are in psychological distress and someone really hears you, without passing judgment on you, without trying to take responsibility for you, without trying to mold you. It feels damn good. At these times, it has relaxed the tension in me. It has permitted me to bring out the frightening feelings, the guilts, the despair, the confusions that have been part of my experience. When I have been listened to and when I have been heard, I'm able to receive my world in a new way and to go on. It is astonishing how elements which seem insoluble become soluble when someone listens. How confusions which seem irremediable turn into relatively clear flowing streams when one is heard. I have deeply appreciated the times that I have experienced this sensitive, empathic, concentrated listening. Carl Rogers, 1964. If you've read Marshall's book, Nonviolent Communication, you will most likely recognize some of what I just read to you, which is included in the chapter on empathy. What stands out is it feels damn good. And often the quality of another person's listening touches tender and hidden places within us that we weren't aware were there. And it can be an enormous relief. And it will be that way when the person is speaking has no judgment about us. If there is judgment, then that changes things significantly. 
Marshall then goes on to say, I strongly agree with these sentiments. I feel an increased sense of autonomy when I'm in a relationship in which the other person receives my feelings and wants without distorting them. When this happens, I feel neither alienated from the other person nor dependent on him for my welfare. Rather, I feel a sense of interdependence in which I feel I grow from experiencing the understanding and the other person grows from the giving of the understanding. Rogers has also written, when the teacher has the ability to understand the student's reactions from the inside, has a sensitive awareness of the way the process of education and learning appear to the student, then the likelihood of significant learning is increased. Marshall continues, I see the process of receiving feelings and wants without distortion involving three phases. These are described in the following. Number one, listening to the other person while he is speaking to deciding whether one's understanding is accurate. Two, deciding whether the other person wants further demonstration of your understanding. Three, responding by paraphrasing if you doubt that you have understood or if it seems the other person doubts your understanding. So you can see very clearly here how Marshall was giving attention to a certain quality of listening and attention that is described as empathy in the NVC process, which is why it's really important to ask the question when we are speaking with someone, can you tell me what you're hearing me say? And the reason that we do that isn't to check out the other person's ability to listen, but rather we're making a request that the other person let us know what they're hearing so we can get to know ourselves even more and then strengthen the bond between us. There's uh, something that's very alchemical that happens when people are listening to each other in this way. And the part about distortion, oh boy. This is so big when I'm working with individuals and with couples. One person says something, I'll ask the other person to please reflect back what they're hearing. And it's clear, uh, painfully clear often, that the other person hasn't listened in the way that Marshall has described. They have been instead injecting their own interpretation of what the person is saying, what the person's intentions are, where they're coming from, etc. And this this level of distortion is what creates a lot of, we'll say, interpersonal mush and fog so hard to wade through. Now, uh, we're coming to the end of our time, but I just thought that hearing this would be very helpful to listeners. Hopefully it's helpful to listeners. And in particular in this time of year when things are ramping up and you might be stressed out about getting together with people or not getting together with people, this can be a very lonely time of year for folks as well. And so I thought this would be useful just to think about how do you listen? And a good place to start is just to tune into yourself. And then from there, it becomes that much easier and more likely that you can, in fact, tune in to others. Thank you for tuning into NBC Life. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. 
For free resources or to book a private session with me, head over to rochellelam.com. Until the next time, stay sane, grateful, and generous. Thank you.